Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurbs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 52, season 3, episode 16, Apollo, Apollo, originally airing March 26th, 2009. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. It's Jack Donaghy's 50th birthday, and he wants to have a landmark celebration because the last time he was truly happy was one time when he was a kid and got a present he really liked. His 10th birthday? Yeah, his 10th birthday. His 10th birthday. Yeah. Dennis Duffy is a sex addict, and he's going through the phase of Sex Addicts Anonymous or whatever it's called, where you go back and apologize to everyone you... I guess slept with ever, so he pops back his, into Liz's life and causes some drama. Yeah. And Tracy really wants to go into space. <laughs> and I'm really sad that this was before Elon Musk was a thing, because I feel like uh, 30 Rock would have made a lot of really good Elon Musk jokes if yeah. it existed in the past few years. Well, thankfully Lance Bass existed at this point, so that's why this joke exists. I forgot about that. That's yeah. right. Um... So, uh, I really do, I have a lot of great memories of this episode. I, I do think it's one of the best of this season, if not of the series, because it's just a lot of laughs. It's it's almost a bottle episode, because all but one scene takes place inside of 30 Rock. The only thing that doesn't take place is his birthday party. That's the only thing. Everything else takes place inside 30 Rock. So it's almost like a bottle rocket episode, because the rocket ship... And a bottle episode. That was real bad. Wordplay! <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't. That was great. Anyway. Uh, but no, uh, the only thing that I, like, rewatching it, and it wasn't until you said the summary of this episode, yeah, Dennis Duffy's in this episode, but he's poorly used. He's a plot point, and he's in two scenes, and then that's it. Yeah, so like, I w- am surprised to hear you say it's one of your favorites of the season, because... Uh, a part, well, it, it it did spawn the 30 Rock classic term Lizzing, mm. but other than that, I actually thought it was kind of a blah episode. Like, the Dennis Duffy thing, and also the Tracy Goes to Space storyline, the pacing is really weird because there's a scene up front, and it goes like, it doesn't pop again to like the very end of the episode. There's a huge yeah. gap. It's like, it, it was... It's funny because at the scene at the end, right when he's they, they do the space simulation, like right before that scene started, I was like, you know... It's been a really long time since they talked about the Tracy storyline, well, no, so I don't was like, do they drop it? No, it's 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 a through line. It is, but, but it's like it's it's, it's only sh- said; it's not really shown. Yes, yeah. I think that's a storyline that would like it could have been the a plot of an episode, and it would have been really good. Yeah. I feel like so it's it kind of felt shunted off into the background of this one, which I mean, it's definitely a point. It's a mostly pointless plot point because it's like all it really does is it reinvigorates. Like, it reinvigorates Jack into finding out what he really wanted as a kid and and actually going for it. So, like, there is some point to it, but most of it is just, like, pointless. Because, like, yeah, if it were a full episode arc, it would have been way better than just, like, a, a, a weird reason to kickstart Jack's storyline again. Right. Yeah. That's my point, I guess. I think it would have been hilarious. I think it would have been a hilarious a plot if it would have, because then they would have more time. There are so many more jokes I think they could have made around it that they can't just because it's the it's. I mean, it, it's it's the c plot of the episode. Definitely, it has the least yeah. amount of screen time. So, yeah. 
But the reason, a couple other reasons I like this is uh, the the whole storyline of you know you wanting to accomplish things. Mm-hmm. We get Muppets, which is always a plus, and. I mean, the one nine hundred okay face like that is just that is always true. in my head. It's just like it, and every time I watch it, I'm like, I feel like this is the first time they've seen it. Like it seems like their their reactions to it all of it feels so genuine. Yeah, because it's so boisterous and loud, and how much they're laughing that it's like I feel like they were just shown this with no prep. They were just like, we're going to show you this, and we just want genuine genuine reactions. And I, that's so there's there's a there's a comedy to it that feels very genuine and real to me. Yes, I would say that's definitely the best part of the episode is Liz's commercial. Yeah, at the end, which uh, fortunately it's mostly visual, but they kind of do a good job of explaining a lot of it. But we'll we'll get there. That's that's the tail end of the episode. So uh, this first setup is going to be uh, Liz and uh, Dennis's slash Jenna's storyline as well as Tracy's setup for his storyline. So any other uh, quick bits before we hop in? Let's hop in. Hop in. All right, let's blast off. (laughs) Wordplay! That was better than the last one. Damn right. Lemon, good morning. Uh, what is that sound? Are you frying bacon? No, it's my new running shoes. Oh, oh come on. Uh, Lemon, I'm going over the guest list for my 50th birthday party, and you have not RSVP'd. Oh, right. Sorry. My mail's been piling up, and I keep forgetting to buy toilet paper. So? What is that supposed to mean? Nothing. I'm coming. Good. And don't wear that thing with the belt. What thing with the belt? Don't hang up. I have a lot of belted up. Ugh, what is this idiot doing? I will be brief. I have decided to fulfill my dream of going into space. If you have a spaceship and are looking for a hilarious astronaut with an irregular heartbeat and $30 million, I'm prepared to leave as soon as tomorrow. I wrote that yesterday. I will not be taking questions. I mean, now that Space Force is apparently going to be a real thing, how many things could 30 Rock have done with that? Yeah, I know. It's, well, we'll just have to wait for the reboot. The reboot we'll have to tell all of those yes, jokes the, that, that, we're, that we're missing. Right then you now. do a Will and Grace style sneak attack special that makes everyone like, oh, 30 Rock. Well, you know what? Yeah. I remember Bob Greenblatt, who was the president of NBC around, and I think right after the time 30 Rock was on the air, was like very much about rebooting a lot of those, like 30 Rock Office, etc. And I think Bob Greenblatt is the head of HBO Max now, so... Of course, that's Warner, not uh, NBC Universal. But you know, who knows? Who knows? You know, I, I think I think most of the people here are too moved on from that. To, like I don't think Tina Fey would no, do it anytime soon. I think if it, it would be like a one-off, like reunion thing at the most. I, don't, I really don't think we get a full-on reboot. And if they just reboot it with a completely new cast, it could work. But it's like too soon to work. Like yeah. it, it'd have to be like multiple decades down the line to try and do a reboot. I'm trying to think of a really successful reboot of something like. I mean, so in the '90s there was all those like Dennis the Menace live action movies and mm-hmm. Leave It to Beaver live action movies, and I guess they did well enough, but like they didn't spawn live action re- TV reboots. Like the Adams Family, they did two or three movies, two movies, and a. A third TV movie, and then they just did the CG uh, movie earlier this year. So mm-hmm. there's something to nostalgia that can be cashed in, but 
the internet wasn't around at that time either so now nostalgia is so easily accessible that it's like why reboot something when you can just rewatch it a million times America should adopt the British television idea of one-off Christmas specials. We, wouldn't it be fun one year to have a random one-off Thirty Rock Christmas special? Well, I mean, I that'd think be, something well, that would be Netflix, fun. And like, that's something that I think that they would commit do. to if it was like one oh, yeah. one-hour one special or something. Yeah, yeah. or not even necessarily one a year, but just like one one-hour yeah. special one yeah. of these years. I think, I think, but I think a lot of the problem with that is just licensing. Because if like NBC doesn't want to do it, they're not going to let Netflix sure. do it. They're not going to want because they don't want it on their streaming. I can't imagine if the Thirty Rock crew. And I mean, basically, like all the people who did it wanted to do a one-off. I, I can't imagine NBC would say no because that's the sort of no, thing that true. would get. I mean, ratings are, are, are I mean, to, across the board are so mad now that a one-off thirty, even a one-off thirty rock special would do, would well. do relatively pretty well. I, I mean, if think. this stupid ass live uh, uh, rent and well, not no rent and not too not, well, no, uh, like something like that. Little, Little Mermaid, Mermaid in Greece, Peter Pan, all that. Like if they get two hours of screen time, yeah. A one-hour Thirty Rock office, Parks and Rec, all that reunion yeah. should also get screen time. But I also understand there's advertisers more in to those live things than than a reunion special for a middling reviewed and uh, rating show like Thirty Rock. So. Well, Thirty Rock wasn't middling reviewed; it was highly. I'm sorry, no, I meant I meant rating. That's yeah, ratings, cha- ratings challenge. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean I think if Netflix or Hulu or whoever could do like. I mean, like, so, like... Peacock. Peacock. Yeah, Peacock could do it. We'll see how two years gives that. Um, No, but, like, there's that Norman Lear stuff that Hulu does. Well, I guess ABC does it, but then Hulu Mm -hmm. hosts it. And it's, like, I just don't think that many people know who Norman Lear is. Like, they know maybe some of, like, All in the Family and the Jeffersons. Like, they know... They know the shows that are being done in the specials, for sure. But I think, like, I don't think people under 20 know who Norman Lear or the Jeffersons or all in the family is so like the target audience is us right. and our parents yeah and even still like I know who Norman Lear is and I I think he's he's created a lot of fantastic things but at the same time I was a little bit too young for all in the family and I didn't quite catch in its indication so it's like it's just on that fringe of like this is kind of nostalgic but not quite so yeah. but i mean well the, the key money demo in broadcast tv is 18 to 49 year olds so i mean that's a good chunk of people who i mean it's are aware of it hiring it, well certainly on the hiring but i mean you're, even if you're talking 35 to 49 year olds i mean that's yeah. a significant chunk of people i mean you know the the rates for those for both the specials have been pretty solid so i mean mm-hmm. that, there's enough but it also has the star power too like it's got yes. woody woody um woody i always say woody allen and it's not him they no. look completely different they're two different people Very Woody Harrelson, jamie fox is in the last one uh-huh. marissa tomei yeah. was in the first one i don't know if she was in yeah. the most recent one no yeah. yeah i mean that's what it's really and it's the same i guess why snl still does well like it, it just has enough big names um yeah to to well, that Eddie Murphy I think has been their highlight. I would say that season. was that I was mean a solid episode. I only like saw like everyone was talking about. Oh my god, it's the best episode in years. And yeah, and I mean you know, he was a, he was a really good. No, he did. I mean, he, really he, did funny, fan, but... like, he seemed like he knew what he was doing. Like there's so yeah. many times like the previous week of Scarlett Johansson, and it's just I don't know. I guess I never noticed as a kid, but now as an adult, I always just notice everyone reading the cue cards, mm. and it's like they're not even. It's like did they even study their lines or like. Or is it the lines are constantly changing? I don't know why they're just. I think all I think there's a lot of rewrites. So sometimes I think it's a combination of both. Yeah. Like it's a lot to learn. So that's but fair. also there's a lot of last minute. There there can be sometimes last minute rewrites. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But it's just like man, 
It just it's distracting. Yeah, but it can still be funny, but it's just it's distracting. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing was, I mean, because Eddie Murphy basically like leaned in and, and like went for it because oh, like he yeah. he could have done a thing you, you know where it was like he was doing it, but he he I mean, well, whether he actually wanted to be there or not, I don't know. I mean, the way you know he performed like he wanted to be there, no, but it could have been a thing where like he didn't really want to be there and he was doing it because you know he has his movie, which yeah. is potentially he might get an Oscar nomination for. Yeah. So it's like he's there promoting. It's like oh, I'm here to get my publicity, but I don't really care. But he didn't. I mean, he really no, like it. Really felt like he he wanted he to be won, there. Yeah, he went yeah. for it. No. Solid episode. Yeah. Uh, where were we talking? How did we get there? <laughs> uh, oh, because we started at wait, we started we started at, at space uh, space, space force, force so. Elon Musk, uh, or no, space force leading to a Thirty Rock reunion slash right. reboot slash. How do these things exist, and why aren't they existing, and why can't they be like the BBC? Yeah. To Norman Lear, to SNL, to Eddie Murphy, to to back to Thirty back Rock. To 30 Rock. You know, it's six degrees of separation. Sure. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Dennis Duffy arrives on the scene. Hello, dummy. No! Nope, not interested. Have a good life. This is important. It's about my mom. <sighs> that was a lie. Well, listen, Elizabeth, I recently discovered that I'm a sex addict. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. And I'd be an even worse sex addict if I wasn't so consumed with my latest business venture. I don't want to hear about your job, Dennis. One word. Coffee. One problem. Where do you get it? Anywhere. You get it anywhere. Wrong. You get it at my coffee vending machine, 38th and 6th in the basement of Kmart. You just go downstairs, you get the key from David, and boom, you plug in the machine and... You're done. But the point is, I'm Dennis, and I'm a sex addict. And one of the steps towards my recovery is atonement. Please, stop talking. Former sex partner, I'm sorry that my disease has made you a victim of my sexual charisma. I'm sorry that I've ruined you for other men. Apology accepted. Now get out of my apartment. You know, my sponsor said that you were going to try to pick a fight to lure me into hate sex. It's not going to work, Elizabeth. My support group, it's lousy with nymphos. I, don't know, I mean, it's a, that's a great scene with Dennis Duffy. It's just, it's such a shame he's wasted this episode because he could have done more. We've seen that he can do more and do it well. Um, but yes. Well, thanks to a few, several, oh, a month ago now, being at my parents' house for Thanksgiving and actually seeing commercials. He's <gasps> Dennis Duffy is now doing insurance commercials and no, he's I mean, doing insurance commercial with with Tina Fey. He's, he's been doing this for years. Well he has been for a while, but I never really I never oh, realized it until it was like, like uh, he's probably been doing close to a decade now. Is it that all state? Well I have not it? it's not all state. It's some I don't know. Some auto he's, insurance. He, thing. He's trouble. That's his character's yes. on trouble yes. or something like that. Well I mean that. to be honest, like I haven't really watched much linear television with commercials until mm-hmm. The past several months anyway so but anyway anti there's a commercial one of the commercials had tina fey in it so it was a 30 rock reunion yeah a small one that's nice although i can't remember what insurance company it was I so it, the advertising worked a little bit but not enough for me to actually remember what the company I, that is i don't think it's Allstate because Allstate's it's, serious I do they always do serious geico does wacky but it's not not geico, geico no, it's not geico state farm uh i i honestly could not tell you I really yeah. don't remember. I just know it's some insurance company. Yeah. There's only like five of them. We should be able to figure it out. But it's not important. Also, they don't sponsor us. So why would we give them anything? Uh, and so we come back to 30 Rock and we get the setup of Jack's storyline. 
Have you seen this Tracy thing? I am aware of it. I have a Google News alert for the phrase Tracy Jordan ridiculous disaster. Have you spoken to him? We're on the phone with his assistant setting up a time for us to talk. Well, when do you expect him? I think he has stuff all morning. You think or you know? Hang on, I'm going into a tunnel. What is this? My mother sent me a box of old Donaghy old movies. For your birthday? That's sweet. No, not really. This is the card that came with it. Jackie, here is some of your junk. It was taking up the space my new boyfriend needed for his golf bags. His name is Paul, and he doesn't want to meet you. Oh. At any rate, I had Jonathan convert the movies to DVD to preserve these memories forever. Oh, my God. Is that you? <laughs> like your little sweater vest. <laughs> Ow! Hi-oh! Yeah. You threw up. What? As a kid, you never got so excited you vomited? No, no one does that. I mean, I've peed a little. Oh, oh his top is gone! I'm losing! I'm losing! <laughs> Lizzing is a combination of laughing and whizzing. Uh, well, if you want a good Liz, Read this. What is it? A list I made in the fifth grade of the things I wanted to have done by the time I turned 50. Oh, my God, this is adorable. Go to Disneyland, ride in an airplane, kiss Peggy Fleming. Done, done, and oh, boy, done. Live in a house with stairs, beat up a Russian, hit mom with a car. I wonder what that 10-year-old would think if he could see himself now. Definitely done on that last one. Yeah. But anyway, it's a funny callback. No, it is. It's, it's a good callback. Like, but it's also like he hated his mom so much as a ten-year-old he wanted to hit her with a car. Like, jeez. Well, she wrote him a letter saying his name is whatever, and he doesn't want to meet you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh man, Mama. what a lovely family. <laughs> uh, did you ever? Do you have a list of things you want to do? Not necessarily by a certain age, but like. A small, just I hate saying bucket list because it's so cliche. But that, oh, that's I definitely don't have a bucket list. Essentially, what this is is a I, no, list. I definitely don't have a bucket list. I mean, I'm sure I have ideas floating around in my head of things I would like to do at some point in life, but I don't have anything. All right, well, I mean, well definitely nothing thing I've ever written down. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, right, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know. I said I have things floating around in my okay, head, but nothing that I formalized. That's that's why I said I don't have a bucket list. Hmm. Well, yeah, not a bucket list, but there's always just something you wanted to do, and like you you're able to do it, but you're not able to do it like immediately. Like it's something you have to oh. plan for. I mean, I a lot of those would just be general travel. Right. I mean, yeah, ideas, just like I a travel goal. Like, where's somewhere you want to travel to? Let's see. Um. Australia, New Zealand, um, Ireland, Scotland, because I've done England, but not the rest of the British Isles. There's a lot of lands out there. There are a lot of lands out there. Um, I don't know. Those are the ones that I, those are the top ones I, I can think of right now. All right. Well, think. All right. Well, I'll give mine, and you maybe can think smaller, or think maybe like again those something like sort of. I mean, those are big. Those are big ambitions. Like something because the two that I'm going to give are smaller and attainable like they're just something that i could do but i just haven't done it or probably won't do it and if i don't do it not a big deal but um well there were three originally uh, there, there were two originally that i always said and that if i ever do i could then just die happy uh and i've already checked one of them one of them was to go to japan which we were able to do earlier this year uh, and then the second one that i've had for the longest time was to attend e3 which is the big 
uh, video game conference that's held every year in California. It's getting to the point where E3 just isn't as big as it once was, and it's it's not. I mean, there was a year where I actually got passes to go, but I wasn't in a good place to go, so I didn't get to attend. So that was my one shot, and I missed it. But I think I could still get there eventually. Um, and then now I have a newer one that I've added in the last couple of years is to attend the PWG, PWG show. Um, but the problem with that is um, they're all the way out in California, which isn't far. It's not impossible. Um, but they give about one month notice before they have a show. They, they oh. don't do really early notice of when they're going to have shows. That's tough to plan. And they almost immediately sell out. And because they're on the West Coast, the ticket sales usually start at like 9 p.m. Yeah. on West Coast time. So it's midnight hour time. And they, they give notice like tickets will be on sale blank. Just a heads up, but I mean, like, within five minutes, almost always sold out. So it's just, like, it's really difficult to get. Um, And it was, I really thought we'd be able to go one time. Um, It was just bad timing. Uh, So when we went to visit, because originally they ran out of Reseda, which was, like, 45 minutes out from where your Uh sister, yeah. I was like, oh, man, that would have been really convenient, because it's, I mean, it would have been up the highway, but it's 45. It's literally the closest I've ever been. Uh, Just they weren't running a show that time we were there, so... Um, but now they, they, the place that they, they used to, now they do downtown LA, which still isn't impossible, but it's just like, it's, that's a trick you plan for. It's not just something you can wild hair up your ass do. Um, so I do plan on doing that one time, um, just because, um, that's, I mean, that's my favorite wrestling federation. So I want to go and and see it live, but I'm, I feel like they're a ticking clock now which I could go into later. It's, it's a long story why I think that it's not for this podcast. But anyway, those are like the three things that I've always wanted to do. One I've done, one I may not be able to do just because it might not exist in 10 years, and another one, it's doable, but I have to just make sure I plan for it very well. So, you didn't think of anything? No, all I have is travel. Bore, well, travel's only the same thing. Otherwise, like, boring, like, targets for okay by this age i expect to be at roughly this amount in terms of saving the retirement oh savings God, which exactly which yeah. is not boring no one no one needs or wants to hear about i'm saying like that's the i mean i mean really it's just in terms of travel i mean australia slash new zealand is the big one i would say because it's it's far away and that's me is really it just the distance that's no it's not because it is no it's because it's two places that i would like to visit and but it's because they're so far away that and australia's on fire and will probably kill well, that's with true all that wonderful okay just new zealand life. new zealand is the canada of australia. oceania exactly okay. so that that's would be a great. pleasant place i mean it's very nice to it sounds like you know okay you can go see all the hobbits i don't care about any of that nonsense well that's like half their tourist appeal but okay did you know, apparently a major tourism thing in New Zealand is people coming to get married? Because, like, apparently, well, huh. now, well, well, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, in general, but especially in years like New Zealand, I guess, um, legalized same sex marriage relatively early compared. Like, mm. basically, there was like one year early in the decade where, like, they literally made almost $400 million US dollars in same-sex marriage tourism, like largely from Australia because it wasn't legal in Australia yet, but other countries, like other countries around the Pacific too. So some people from the Americas and then other, you know, random Oceanic and, and East Asian places. Reminds, but, reminds me of a Simpsons episode. There was an episode where 
the gay marriage was a big hot topic and no one was allowing it. So the city of Springfield was like, we'll allow it and we'll just get everyone that ever wants to get married come here. And, we'll, and they literally were just doing it for the money. Not to say that New Zealand was doing it for that reason. Right. But the Simpsons world, they were literally doing it just because like, we needed to help tourism and we needed the money. So we just allowed anyone to get married. So Simpsons did it first. Congrats. <laughs> Fly on a plane, I've flown on Air Force One. Go to Disneyland, Lem and I've held Walt Disney's frozen head in my hands. That's awesome. I've danced with Queen Noor. I've hunted the world's most dangerous game. Man. <clears throat> Excuse me. Manatee. I once uh, shot a manatee. Well, if that kid could see himself today, he would throw up. Thank you, Lemon. There's only one left. Be friends with Batman. There's still a couple of hours. Jonathan, could you get Adam West's agent on the phone, please? Grizzle Talent Management, representing excellence. There's a fun visual aspect to Grizz. Uh, <laughs> the book he's reading is literally just titled Novel for Women. <laughs> uh, so much fun. <laughs> we come to 30 Rock stage and Jenna gets a call. It's funny. I actually played Peter Pan on Broadway. Did you know there's a Broadway street in Tampa? Now this is important. This needs to be threaded all the way up in order to lock. Otherwise, you could fall. In bed. Pay attention. Also, you can't have anything in your pockets. Oh, my phone. Will you hold that? Thanks. Ready. <gasps> I'm flying! Oh my god. Why are there so many dead doves up here? Jenna's phone. Hey, Jenna. Dennis Duffy. Yes, hello, this is Jenna. I bet you never thought you'd be hearing from me again now, huh? Yes, really. Whysoever would you be phoning me? With the help of WebMD, I was recently self-diagnosed as a sex addict. So a former sex partner, I'm sorry that my disease made you a victim of my sexual charisma. I'm sorry that I ruined you for other men. Look, I, I would have come down there and done this in person. But it's complicated because of the whole Liz thing, you know? Naturally, Liz, always. If she found out about this, she couldn't handle it. And it would ruin your friendship. You know, I was the love of Liz's life. I'm not sure you were, but apology accepted. Oh no, I totally was. Peace. So that scene pretty much speaks for itself. <laughs> so I don't get the... Well, not the, 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 the British accent thing. So what British inflections does Jenna have that... I don't know. Makes, I've that, never, I've never, makes sense. I feel like it's just maybe because she's Southern, she thinks because she doesn't sound Southern, she has a British inflection? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's funny because it's really silly, but it's like when she talks about, in the later scene when they talk yeah. about... Jen talks about her British inflections. It was like a what British inflections? Yeah, I, don't I, I don't think that's called anything. Yeah, I, I mean she has like a explained. she has like a theatery dramatic she way of talking, like, but that's not British. That's yeah, just like, yeah, like that very like uh, Catherine Hepburn style, like old theatrical. Yeah, like uh, those like early movies of how all the women sounded mildly English or British, but yeah, it's modern. So it's like it, it, that joke doesn't quite land. Unless the joke is like that's the joke is she doesn't actually have an inflection but she thinks that she does. But Liz thinks she does too apparently because she has a British accent. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but we didn't mention so this was up for four Emmy nominations in the this specific episode. This specific episode, uh, it was nominated for direction, writing, cinematography, and editing, and it won for editing. Well, apparently they thought it was the good episode of the season two to submit for awards. I mean, so it looks like I was right, and you were wrong. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> me and the Emmys were right about something. One, one out of four. Well, so. I was, uh, right. well I was saying the Emmys <laughs> as much as this was, this was the episode that they 
that they, they chose they, to submit they, for yeah. well not for, not not for acting though all it was all technical mm. uh, which i mean those aren't lesser categories but i mean no one submitted for acting. writing Ugh. Ugh. editing no that doesn't yeah. contribute very much to an episode of not television Who's, who cares about the writing it's all about the visual wackiness exactly so jack uh enlists well makes liz sign on to help tracy fake a space launch but liz confronts jenna about her uh phone call with dennis you missed a call was it my doctor slash trainer no it was dennis dennis duffy calling me why well jenna dennis has been going around calling all the women he's ever had sex with did you speak to him? Yes. Did you pretend to be me? I did. Did you do an impression of, of me? Of course. Was it British? It was. Oh, my God. Liz, first of all, the reason I have some English inflection in my speech is because I lost my virginity to the My Fair Lady soundtrack. Jenna. Second, you guys have broken up, and Dennis and I were in a very emotional place because of Hurricane Katrina. Jenna, stop. Yes, what you did was disgusting. But how long have we known each other? Fifteen years. We met at that car dealership audition in Chicago. You were trying to be an actress then, despite your neck. Right. Yes. Well, we have both seen this happen too many times. A strong female friendship torn apart by some guy. But that's not what's going to happen this time. Dennis Duffy said he didn't want this to hurt our friendship. As if someone like him ever could. Thank you, Liz. <sighs> I mean, the idea that that guy is walking around thinking he means anything to me, to either of us, it's ridiculous. It's unacceptable. We shouldn't let him get away with it. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah. Let's, Let's stab give him. him a piece of our mind. Yeah, your thing. Good that My Fair Lady joke was funny, though. Uh, I don't get it, but I'm not a. Because well, My Fair Lady, the whole the the whole thing oh, is is he teaches right? He teaches yeah, yeah, her yeah. to, to be posh, yeah, yeah, yeah. including okay. speaking. So yeah. Yeah. My biggest frame of reference of that is, <laughs> sorry to derail a little bit, but Community, there's an episode where they have to make over Abed, and they say, are you going to uh, My Fair Lady my fair lady him? And then Troy and um, Shirley are like, what? And then Don't Buy Me, Love Me was the black remake of My Fair Lady, I think. I think that's the joke. And they, but they only get it when the reference is black culture instead of white culture. And they're like, oh. And then they're like, no one's no one's my fair lady. No one's can't buy me, love me, like anybody. And it's just like, oh. And it's just like, it's it's a fun joke of like separate cultures still adopting the same source material, but calling it something different. That's, that's, that's my reference for my fair lady. That's, really? You've never seen it or... I, it's, it's the same as like Godfather and yeah. uh, Taxi Driver like I've just I've seen it homage so much that like I've seen it without seeing the original yeah. so it's like I get what the idea of it is but yeah I've never seen it I've never seen The Music Man either is that a problem oh I don't think I've seen that uh, all of it I don't know I know the gist the guy comes to town wow that could be... That's all you need to know. That's most plots. Yeah. Was it? So I'm halfway there. There's only two plots. Someone comes to town or someone goes on a journey. Those are the only two Those plots. Are, yeah, the hero's journey and guy comes to town. Yeah. Those are the only two stories you ever need. That's it. End of, end of list. Well, I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, the, everything's one of those two plots. Though. Pretty much every every everything can be boiled down to one of those two mm-hmm. things. Yeah. 
started out as a joke and now it's become real. Sure. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Kenneth goes to see Jack, who's getting prepped for his party, and drops some naive, innocent knowledge to Jack that he lives in a big, empty house and gets gifts from just business associates. He has no friends. Yeah. More gifts, Mr. Donaghy. Oh, you got a new tuxedo for your party. You know, I wore nothing but hand-me-downs until I was 12 years old. Well, I thought you were the oldest, sir. Oldest boy. Now look at me. I already did. Wow, that's a lot of loot. My last birthday, I cleaned up. Look at this keychain I got. Every time you move his head, his head moves. Look! Kenneth, I wonder what it's like seeing the world through your eyes. I don't know, Mr. Donaghy. I think I see the world pretty much the same as everyone else. Really? Because I think you're very special, Kenneth. Pardon me. To be able to get so much joy from simple things. Simple, simple, simple. Things. But most of us grow up and lose our sense of wonder. Oh, that's sad. Not really. No. I've surpassed my wildest dreams. I'm, I'm happier than I've ever been. Of course you are. You've got all these fancy presents from business associates and this big, empty house to store them in. Happy birthday, Mr. Donaghy. What a punch to the gut. <laughs> so I will say, actually, this episode is pretty dense with references because there's the Peter Pan reference earlier, mm -hmm. and then now we're talking about growing up and losing a sense of wonder, but Kenneth is a lost boy, I guess, because he's never grown up, because he still sees he sees them as Muppets in, in, in a kiddish sense of wonder. Yeah, and so. those aren't Muppets, those aren't puppets. Muppets, it's, yes. Did I say well, puppets? No, oh. no, I'm saying, like, because there's a difference between a Muppet and a puppet. Gotcha. They, these are, act, I'm saying, for the production side of things, these were actual Muppets. They had uh, three Sesame Street workshop people come in to... Ah to film and create the characters that we see. It's all visual, so it doesn't work, obviously, in an audio sense. But if you're watching the episode, those were real Muppets. So, obviously, someone, seemingly Tina Fey, is a big fan of Muppets. So, I'm sure Who that, was is all, that was a big... I, uh, Greg Miller, that asshole. Remember? Ugh. Last week? Who's Greg Miller again? The It doesn't matter who he is. He's nobody. That's what he oh, is. Okay. Also, another friend. You remember... Babu Frick from the new Star Wars? Yes, of course. They don't like Babu Frick. What? Yeah. That's like the only thing. It was thing. the best character of the movie. That's the only thing that everyone says that they liked about this Star oh, Wars. Oh, it was so adorable. Huh. That's what everyone agrees on. <laughs> My favorite scene in the entire movie is... Shit. This is a big spoiler, I guess, isn't it? Um, is it the C three PO thing? Yeah, it revolves around that. It's a line where he has. He's my oldest see, friend. Well, C three PO has to reintroduce himself, and then everyone like he's like, "Oh, it's C three PO. Who are you?" And no one says anything. And then Bob says, "Ah, Bob, we're friends. Nice to meet you." <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh, anyone watching this has already seen Spider. Or has seen Star I hope War, so. so. And Babu Frick is the greatest thing that Star Wars has done with this trilogy. And I won't hear anything negative about Hi, Babu, Babu Frick. Frick. Nice to meet you. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the whole it's movie. It's so adorable. It's so adorable. Sorry, Baby Yoda. Your time has come and gone. Not, well, that, no, not really. Bob, no, Baby Yoda will last yes. infinitely. Uh. <laughs> Liz and Jenna confront Dennis in the bottom of the Kmart basement uh, in front of his coffee machine. Hey. What's up? I know about you and Jenna, Dennis. Oh. I I get why you're here. You want me to rank you? Apples and oranges, ladies. No, stop. Shut up. 
I'm here because I want you to know that I am not mad at Jenna about this. Well, you can't be mad at me either, Liz. You know, I mean, I went to your apartment that night looking for you, to be with you. Wait a minute, hang on. My apartment? Okay, I can explain that. You had gone on that over 30 outward bound trip to Arizona, and you had asked me to house it. Well, Dennis came over, and as I mentioned, we were both pretty torn up about Hurricane Katrina. What those people were doing to the Superdome? Fine. All right. You know what happened? What do you want from me? This is what I want from you. I want you to understand exactly how unimportant you are. You are not the love of my life. You are not capable of hurting me, and you could never do anything to damage this friendship. It was in your bed. Ah, oh, guys, come on. I eat in there. No? I'm going to take the high road. So good luck with your fake addiction and your inconveniently located vending machines. No, not okay, Liz. Not okay. All right, fine, you know what? I'm ranking you now. Hey, Blondie, you're number one. I Thank don't you, care. You got it. He knows what game he's playing. The long game. No, he knows he's, he's trying to get under Liz's skin. That's why he's ranking Jenna over her. Over, over her. Because he knows how to get to her. Huh. But we have a quick cameo from Mr. Adam West, R.I.P. Passed away in 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't stay long. I'm on a case. The penguins in town. But I would like to introduce my good friend, the man of the hour, Jake Delahaye. Jake? This is wrong. It's all wrong. Uh, everyone go home now. Uh, the party's over. I was told I'd get a meal. That's just... Uh... I think he was too smart for that room. I think that's he was. A waste of talent. A bunch of New York elitist dummies. Yeah. Also, it's such a weird cameo for him to be on screen for 10 yeah. seconds. I don't know. Maybe he was uh, in town and Maybe. they were like, hey, want to do a quick spot on the show? He was taking a break from filming Family Guy and was like, yeah, I'll do 30 Rock for 10 seconds, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I I'm mean, not the casting director. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk to them and see. Why. Let's what do you, that. Why did you waste Adam West? He was, he was so deserving. It. Jack is still pining for his lost innocence. Uh, Tracy's still training to be an astronaut. Uh, we learned that Pete was going to be a congressman like his dad, but he got one DUI in college and had to throw all of that away. High school. Was it high school? I think it said high school. Oh, that's even worse. He's lucky he wasn't in prison. Uh, and yeah, so Liz finds Jenna on stage, who's still rehearsing the Peter Pan skit. Uh, unfortunately, it seems Dennis has indeed gotten to her. Cast, set yourselves for rehearsal, please. Morning, Jenna. Hey, you. God, telling Dennis off together was so empowering. I felt so jacked up on the way home that I threw a brick through the window of a banana republic. Yeah, it was something. I can't believe Dennis tried to do that to us. But he got his, right? Sisterhood. Sure, sisterhood. Oh, what? Nothing. What? The? Oh no! Oh, All right. Be careful. 
because that thing is open. I'll go get the emergency floor marshal. Floor marshal! Uh, so Jack has watched a lot of 24 and I assume also CSI. Just a lot of TV shows that he thinks that uh, if you just uh, zoom in <laughs> and enhance, you can just see on the other side of things. Like you can change the dimension of a video to see everything. That's seemingly how he thinks it works. Yeah, I've, I've read that like CSI has not ruined, but like seriously impacted juries because like because of that and shows like that, like a lot of like random like amateur like jurors, just random jurors think that they're experts in like um, crime scene yeah. investigation and that like everything should be open and shut and very clear cut to like, mm-hmm. oh, this piece of evidence proves this person because the shows are so clear cut. Yeah. So... You mean something C- that wraps up the CSI just ruined everything. I, yeah. Everyone thinks they're, they're, they know everything about Future it. Futurama's got a really good bit, or I guess a dig at CSI, where uh, they're watching like something on a big screen, and he's like, zoom in, and they zoom in, and obviously they zoom in, it gets more pixelated, and he like he looks at his lieutenant, and he's like, why is it so pixels? Like, why... Like, make it look better. Like, when you zoom in, it becomes more pixelated. Like, not on CSI, it does it. <laughs> which is also funny because that show's set in the year 3000, but somehow CSI still exists, which it probably will. It'll outlive all of us. I mean, well, I, I don't think there are any CSI. Is the new one? Or well, SVU still hanging on, but NCIS and a NCIS. couple of its spinoffs are hanging around. But, yeah. you know, CSI, I think the last... Miami? But that one ended... I, I think they've all... The original one finally, like... It was like Ted Dance was on it. It got chunked off to Friday nights and like lasted for a couple more seasons. And about the, it finally died, I think. So no, CSI. Mm-hmm. I mean, that one is definitely getting rebooted at some point. But I, I wouldn't be surprised. There's if nothing. Modern Order should get rebooted soon. I think. It's been yeah. About well, 10 years. SV, yeah, SVU is still hanging on. Yeah. But well, I don't know because Dick Wolf is now doing all those Chicago shows. So I, I don't mm-hmm. know if he's. Well, uh, someone else could do it. He could still get like executive producer or something. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we don't need it. We have enough dramas like that but it just seems like law and order it's it's a good procedural because you it just I think it's the same reason csi and all of those shows are good because yeah. you just have weekly guests come on and they get a paycheck and you just have ripped from the, i mean ripped from the headlines to the whole thing and yeah. there's literally something now every day like, yeah well they, that's right i just remember they did try that law and order limited series that was about the menendez brothers case that was mm-hmm. like supposed to be a takeoff of american crime story but the ratings were not good mm-hmm. so well, that depends. I don't know if that That's like spooked NBC, but I don't know if maybe yeah, that spooked NBC to be like, oh, we should hold off on doing any more Law and Order. I mean, I would. So. I'm not saying bring it back now. Give sure. it like another five years. Coming to Peacock. Oh no, they need something. <laughs> hey, you call tech support? Uh, I need to see what's inside that box. If I learned anything from watching 24, you're going to want to zoom in and enhance. Why don't you ask Jimmy what's in there? It says from Jimmy on it. Jimmy Flaherty. Jimmy, what did you get me for my 10th birthday? I thought this was a job interview. I flew down from Boston. I have to know, Jimmy. I need to know what you got me that made me that happy. I don't remember, Jack. Well, doesn't this thing have any sound on it? You're clearly saying something. Jonathan, get me a deaf person. I was told this was a job interview. Tell me, Wendy, what am I saying? You're singing a ballot. Apollo, Apollo. Oh my god, you puked! Why wouldn't you warn me? I was staring at your mouth! Apollo, I know what it is! So Jenna 
is injured and upset at Liz for not warning her about her harness and they're having a go which reminded me of the first season episode where oh it was about oh when Liz couldn't give when Jen, when Liz gave her honest opinion of the rural girl mm-hmm. and they were all fighting in front of the like um snack area I'm not sure what in front of Kenneth's desk that area I'm not sure what you call that the entryway I don't know they forget the name Front Remember, desk. Yeah, yeah the, the front desk area. That, that's what this scene reminds me of. It's a lot of fun. Liz Lemon. Hey, sister! How's the leg? You are a piece of work. These crutches are real, everyone. Liz tried to kill me. What are you talking about? Oh, please. You saw the harness and you didn't do anything. T minus 10 minutes. Quiet, All symbols are go along. Star about our friendship was a lie you would have let me die liz over dennis duffy so okay i did a bad thing but you slept with dennis and now we're even even i can't even look at you you know what you're no longer my plus one to the canadian grammys aka the junos i was thinking i'm pretty sure that just means the junos i don't think there's two separate because there's the latin grammys but i know there's. well that's american based so yeah it's not it's no canadian grammys What's the European? Do they have a Grammys? There's that world. I think individual countries have it. Like, well, there's like an MTV Europe Awards, but that's mm-hmm. not like that's not equivalent to the Grammys. But I think each. I mean, that's just as made up as the Grammys. Anyway, but yes, I'm sure each country probably has their own equivalent to the Grammys. But the Grammys is the high tier in terms of industry, right? I mean, definitely American music. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess yes, they're international artists who can be nominated and win. Grammys, but you, I mean, but typically it's, I don't know, I feel like at least for the major categories, like non American artists who win them have made a big splasher, like Adele or Lord or Rihanna or, or, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, they're artists that have made like a big, I mean, they sell a lot of records, they're very well known in yeah. America. So, well, Arcade Fire is probably the big outlier because I mean, they've sold that's a lot true, of them. but I mean, I mean of, of those names, but I mean, they they, they, they were like smaller. a pitchfork at least yeah, yeah. for that demographic for a long yeah. time, so yeah. yeah. Was that Neon? No, Neon Bible. It was, uh, it was, their, it was the one before their last one mm-hmm. that won it, which, Reflector. Not a great album. It was good. Not a great album. I don't, think, I don't think it should have. Neon Bible should have won a Grammy if it was going to win a Grammy. If they were going to win a Grammy for any album, it should have been Neon Bible. Well, that was but, that was probably released back when the, the, the random Grammys then. were going to old Legacy Acts, and yeah. they, 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 they kind of just switched, I don't know, I guess in the last 10 years, where they went from like, randomly giving steely dan record of the year or whatever to mm-hmm. folk, like randomly like loving like bony bear and arcade fire and yeah. a bunch well, of never acts. forget jethro toll won the first metal album that's true so that is a true fact he's been out of touch for a really yeah. long time it's what it's it's what it's it doesn't matter it's all made up nonsense awards don't matter and mean anything so it's okay well they mean a lot because they advance the careers of a lot of people who win them no same for oscars like they mean something because they've been around for so long and they they don't a lot of people who win oscars get a lot more job offers than they had before then that's not fair that's well it's true that's what happens 
And these, any sort of reward, it boosts your career profile, obviously. It's just a competition. That's all it is. It just makes yeah. people become vicious. Yeah, but people who get nominated for them and win them get real boosts to their careers. No, they just get bigger paychecks. That's all. That's a boost to your careers. If you're making money, well, that's a career boost. But how many actors say they don't do it for the awards? All the good ones. What? Exactly. You know, talking they don't do it for the awards. They do it because they like for the craft. Exactly. Daniel Day Lewis. I mean, you know, it, it, what is telling is that every all the actors who always talk about oh awards mean nothing suddenly are all about the awards once it's their turn in the gun. Like Gary Oldman for years was like oh awards are pointless. Then all of a sudden the year it was the darkest hour and it's his turn to win an Oscar. He was super into the award circuit. So any any of those people who tell you awards don't matter. They are just saying that because they're sad they haven't won anything yet. No, I, I partly agree. I think because I've heard that and I've heard the argument like I don't do it. I do it for the craft. I don't well, do it for right. like, the money. And it's like I mean, very few people win awards or whatever. And most right. actors, well, one percent of actors make significant amounts of money. Right. So most people are under it. Yes, they're not I mean, necessarily like, doing it. Caprio was like the biggest. Like he didn't win it for what for fifteen years. However long like between that? what's eating Gilbert Grape and The Revenant, yes. Yeah, so I mean, he didn't win it for so many years, and then he finally won it. But like his career was, he he was always growing with that career. Well, so, right. Like, he didn't need the the award. Didn't make him better yes. acting. Some it people made him. Some people get Oscars because they've been acting for a long time. And they've never gotten right. one. He's one of those. So you got some. Him. It's Good like you job. have like a. A Brie Larson or Alicia Vikander, who they win it fairly early in their career, and they, you know, they get a lot of, they get a lot more offers and work off the back of that. Which, well, Brie Larson was working, but I mean, yeah. before then she was doing stuff, smaller stuff like United States of Terror and Short Term Twelve. Mm-hmm. Since then, she's Captain Marvel and in Just Mercy, and which is which is which is uh, not a big blockbuster, but it's a big, you know prestige like historical movies right. so she's getting well, I mean, it used to be stuff. basically if you were an oscar winner probably within a year or two you would be in a comic book film this was early 2000s yeah and then if you did that you probably kind of stalled your career a little bit because comic book movies were not good at that time but now it's it's sort of it's it's cycled again where if you win an oscar you'll more likely get a, an, a, a comic book role but the comic book movies unless they're dc are pretty good so you kind of want to earn that again like Brie Larson, yeah, she was Captain Marvel. Robert Downey Jr. He's not an Oscar winner, is he? Um, not me. Don't think he's won, but that. I mean, but I mean, that yeah. definitely reinvigorated his image and career. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's not uncommon for that to be the cycle. That you, of course you're going to become the next big name, um, but they're not going to necessarily put Oscar award winner in front of Captain Marvel. You know, like it's not going to be Academy Award winner Brie Larson and Captain Marvel. They're just going to be like Brie Larson, because like the people coming to see Captain Marvel aren't award watcher show people like they don't care that's true but i could see i but i mean i could see people seeing it because they like her but it's not gonna be on the poster it's not gonna say academy award winning yeah i don't remember any trailers for that so i don't know i can't i'm gonna pull the one up after we're done recording but i'm pretty sure it doesn't say academy award winner brie larson i don't know it doesn't say academy award winner samuel l jackson uh and when he's in the movies like it has he won an oscar it has he had to have won an oscar i don't think so well, now I feel foolish. I mean, I'm he, saying, he like, may have it. I'm totally forgetting. But. but even when Halle Berry was going to be Catwoman, mm-hmm. it wasn't Academy Award winner Halle Berry as right. Catwoman. It was just Halle Berry. Well, Halle Berry had a weird thing where it was like she's when, somehow she's gotten like she's gotten progressively less. Not I won't say less famous, but like her roles have somehow gotten worse since she won an Oscar, which is like the opposite of Halle worse Berry. or lesser. I mean, lesser and just like. Because it was, I mean, there was the cat one. Like she, she was in like several big bombs. Like that's true. At, in the aftermath of that, I feel like she was bigger before. 
I mean, not. I think she was. Okay, yeah. So Samuel L. Jackson was nominated for Pulp Fiction, which I thought, but it oh, doesn't. He it won. Doesn't look like he's he actually. Won. Won. Well, he's due. He's due. He should get one. Yeah. Oh, I. I bet he'll be win. Yes, it'll be like. Uh, right. He'll probably be one of those ones yeah. where, one of these, you know, he'll he'll do a film and he'll he'll get it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying, like the awards matter anyway. They don't because well, yes. They only matter when you're going to do your next prestige no. film because yes. that's when they put you as like yes. bombshell, Academy Award winner, Academy Award winner, well, Academy nominee. It'll be nominated. I don't no, know but I'm saying like oh, winner, in the marketing, in the marketing, it's yeah. winner, winner, nominee because yes. they want you to think oh they are good actors because they yeah. were they were awarded nominees or they were awarded awards. They want the viewership to know like oh this must be good because they've won awards for it, but. It's that doesn't like I mean Taika Waititi. I don't think he's won any Oscars. He hasn't won any yet. major awards yet. But he he's still will. one of my favorite directors, and yeah. he's done a lot of. I mean, Jojo Rabbit was meh yeah. to me. It's my it's his weakest film he's done yet, but it's still entertaining. It no, he, he definitely has a big he's Oscar. Going film to win something eventually, yeah. like, but it doesn't matter because I already like him, and I'm like, if he wins, awesome. But it's not going to make me like him more, and if he doesn't win, it's not going to make me like him less because. To me, awards don't matter. That's all that I'm saying. Yes, but I don't know, a lot of people I don't know who you're popular. arguing with. I'm arguing with you because you're saying they matter. I know. I think awards. Saying I think not. no. I think awards are fun to fuel fun discussion or whatever. They're fun in terms yes. of matter. They matter, but they, but they matter for and they, they do materially matter in terms of but the careers of people who win them. No, no, no. But I'm saying right. But the problem is, is but when those discussions turn heated online, and right. they're like, well, don't read the comments. But it's like sometimes it's it's fun to look at the car crashes. But at the same time, you're like, oh my god, you're arguing over yes. nothing. No, it's arguing true. Over, shut up. Right. It's shut true. Up. It's, it's, it's pointless to have like serious, like, really like, oh, this person didn't win this award, so like everything is terrible. Yeah. But it is also false to say that awards don't matter. But I mean, because of actors' careers, but also, I mean, when you read articles about TV shows and whatever actors and stuff from years ago, it's always cited about being an Emmy winner or won an Oscar. You know what I mean? Like it will go down in history that such and such won an Oscar. This film was the best picture, even if like, you know, I don't know, like no one's going to in 10 years, no one's going to care about Green Book. But if you're doing a retrospective of Mahershala Ali's career or other people around that movie, like it's always going to be Oscar Oscar winning Green Book. So, I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, from a historical perspective. It's like think back, like you read about things from like the 50s and 60s and it's always mentioned won a Grammy or won an Emmy or never won a Grammy yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Well, but that's so for the narrative. That that's not right. necessarily for, I mean, and that's for the narrative for your viewership or your readership. That's what that's for. You can leave out the fact that it was award winning or award dominated and it doesn't, it, and it lessens the impact of the story that you're, the narrative that you're trying to tell, but it may not necessarily be vital information. You're putting that in there because your viewership sees that as right. vital. Right. But if you can leave that out and still be okay. Yes. I'm just saying, but, it's I mean it's whatever to say it doesn't matter but I mean the thing is they do like they do do, 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 do they matter and do they actually like just because this film won the best picture actually does it literally mean it was the best picture or even a good picture no yes but because they, they matter in terms of no the because if we take record. your logic of that it's an award and that it won then yes it means it's the best picture that came out that year well that's what the academy voted but I'm right. saying so, and the academy Speaks for us all. Well, as we all know, Green Book definitely was the best Have movie. Have you seen it? Green Book and Bohemian Rhapsody were the so best pictures that came out last year. Exactly. I have no opinion. So you can't say that they're the best picture. You haven't seen them. 
I, have, I don't care. That's like, <laughs> that, you, you're, 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 you're veering off I'm in directions far apart from anything that anyone is talking about or cares about. <laughs> I just don't, anyway, I don't like award shows. That's the end of it. Anyway. Speak, uh, sp- speaking of shows that won lots of awards, back to 30 Rock. Yes. Oh, what is that, sir? This is an Apollo command and lunar module that I just paid $7,000 for at a vintage toy store where a morbidly obese gentleman called me pal. Chase it, Earth! Come in, Earth! Mr. Jordan! How is space? Great wig, Kenneth! Space is very cold, but very beautiful. And sometimes it sounds like Jenna yelling in a distance. I think I... Oh my God! Where did you get that rocket? Mr. Domagee is letting me hold it. It's awesome! You know, I actually envy you two. Sometimes I wish I could see the world through your eyes instead of mine. Hey, Jackie D, if everyone could see the world the way I see it, it would be a better place to live. I bet that's true, Tracy. (laughs) But that part of me is gone forever. I guess I just see the world the way I see it. Is he letting me keep this? I think so. I wish I was there so I could play with it. <sighs> Hi, Miss Lemon. <sighs> Poor Kenneth is worth less than everything else in that office. Tra- Tracy's or tr- dressing room, I guess. Tracy, is it yeah. Tracy's dressing room or office? It's Tracy's dressing room. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's office also. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's a couple of good visual jokes of. The way the world is viewed by these two is Tracy sees everybody as Tracy, and Jack sees everybody just in like he still sees them as their normal things, but everything has a price. Everything, literally everything, everything has a price to it. Um, well, not everything, but a lot of things. I mean, everything it would, it would in that be room, a lot of, it it would be a lot of processing to, yeah. to to put up a price on everything. Well, yes, yeah. um, but there's also the last visual gag is. Uh, they show the world through the eyes of Kenneth again, and we see Muppet Tracy, but we also see Muppet Liz. And there's a really just fantastic attention to detail. So the way Muppets walk is they don't walk like humans. They bound, they hop. And so like the Muppet stomps off, and then we cut back to live action Liz, and she's continuing the same walking motion. Like she's just like bounding away. It's such a fun attention to detail that it's like, man, yes, that's exactly how Muppets walk. Like, thank you. It's like someone cared enough to pay attention for it. It's good. Liz and Jenna decide to make up after Liz confesses that she will let the writer's room see her audition tape. What do you want? I want to make it up to you, Jenna. What can I do? How about on the next show you could do that song that they wouldn't let you sing at the inauguration? No. Chocolate Rainbow is too good for TGS. Okay, fine. You can tell them. You can tell the writers. Tell them what? About my commercial, the one I was in back in Chicago. You can tell them. Everyone, listen to me. No, it's a real thing this time. When we were both living back in Chicago, and Liz was still trying to be an actress, the only job she ever booked was for a local phone sex line. What? It was a chat line for urban singles. And they only hired her because their first choice was deported. Okay, we're even. So, you will not find it. Don't try to look for it. It's on YouTube. No. Uh, I have a cable to hook the computer up to the TV. Then shut your wet mouth and get that cable. Get it? Come on, guys. Let's all be cool. That's not gonna do right. Oh, no. You did it so fast. Hi, I'm Bijou. Bijou. 
Call me. Oh my god! Oh my god! I have since had Invisalign. That is not attractive. Call us in English, German, or Polish. That's not even enough numbers. 21 hours a day. What is this? It's a commercial that Liz did back in Chicago. That's Liz. Call us. We love to party. I remember that girl. She cried all day. No, this is not happening. What's so funny? Oh, is that Billie Jean King? Oh, my God. I haven't laughed this much since. Since. Everybody back up. Get out of the way. He's going to jack. Goodness gracious. God, he's mortal. What just That's mostly visual, uh, but I think you can find. I think they've uploaded the entire bit to YouTube. I think that, like the actual video as well as the reaction and all this stuff up there. But it's just it's such a funny thing because it's so bad because it's like it looks seventies, but it clearly was made in the nineties. Yeah. But it just everything about it is awful. It's her Robin Sparkles moment. It's her Robin Sparkles moment. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Except Robin Sparkles had a catchy song attached. Ah, oh, man. Which just has man. lipstick on her teeth. Lipstick on her teeth and a six-digit 900 number. <laughs> 900 okay face. Okay. Oh, that's the that's the cherry <laughs> on top of that, is it's okay face. It's not, hey, sexy. Hot face. Or not hot face or sexy face or nothing. Hot, it's just okay face. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so funny. But I also noticed... So remember last episode, Jenna gets her hair cut? She mm-hmm. has a new hairstyle in this episode. I wonder if that's con- continuity or just she just coincidentally oh. has a new haircut because it's shorter. Yeah. I don't know. But it's working for her, so she didn't carry Russell herself. Hooray. So that's good. Good job, Jenna. Ah, but I also like the line of Lutz reacting. There's two lines. There's Frank reacting to Jack puking where he says, oh, God, he's mortal. Because he's always seen him as this immortal yeah. being, and then Lutz just like screaming like, "What just happened?" Like he doesn't understand it. And it's 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 a good reaction, and like all the writer rooms literally just scurry away. It's it's good, fun, fun, fun time. Hey, are you feeling okay? I feel great. I feel like a kid. Lemon, I honestly don't know what I would do without you. I'll see you tomorrow, Jack. See you tomorrow. Bijou. That was Apollo Apollo. No, I, I still, I mean, so having watched it again, I do agree that the Tracy storyline was almost unnecessary. Like, there wasn't much in it that was pushing the plot forward except for a couple of scenes. Yeah. Um, it really just it either should have been its own episode or just cut all together because it's just there were jokes in it the naysayer line is always really funny to me but it still is like that could have been in any episode yeah um, there wasn't anything that was vital yeah it was sort of funny it just I felt like it could have been so much funnier if it had more time yeah yeah but the Jenna the Jenna Liz story, it's always fun watching them go at each other because you know Liz still harbors some uh, jealousy about 
Jenna making it successful as an actress and list I mean she's still successful but it's not exactly what she wanted to do she wanted to be an actress so she's still never quite been able to get there plus now she's competing because her and Dennis or her and Jenna have both had sex with Dennis so maybe she always thought she had that on Jenna like she had a boyfriend that she was always relatively had a better dating life but now well now they're back on the same level of that so it's like this this comp this silent competition that she has with jenna uh, she just can't seem to get one up on her but um the jack storyline is fun the whole uh him bringing people in to see what it could possibly be that it's in his box is is fun um yeah there's and the bijou thing is like you said it's the robin sparkles of 30 rockets just a fantastic scene that doesn't overstay its welcome but um, it just feels so real and genuine. That's like well, I could believe Tina Fey in her college, post-college days, doing something like that. Actually, not that obviously because that was made for the show, but something along that. She just took any job she could get to try and make it. Feels like that was coming from like a place of real, as oh, opposed yeah. to just yeah. fiction. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure every actor has like that at least that one thing that looking back on they're like oh god i wish i wouldn't have done that yeah yeah i wonder i wonder if there's a reason i mean there's probably a reason they don't want that stuff out there but like if they would even be able to get rights to it or the license to it like, i can't imagine it would be that expensive to buy some of those things or if they're even like know. still around like, they may just not be um they may not have been kept um not have like a shelf life or something may just been taped over for the next person or something so I don't know hmm hmm I mean but I mean I mean like you like you'd want to I mean like uh, I just say the first thing that came like Leonardo DiCaprio we know he was on Growing Pains like that was his first job and I'm sure he also had a ton of small commercials or things that he did when he was younger that maybe he has maybe he actually does have them he has like a vault that he keeps all that stuff in but maybe I mean I'm just like on their deathbeds like actors like here's everything literally everything I've ever done I just want to give it out to the public I mean that would be stupid for them what? no I'm not saying I'm I'm saying like it would be stupid to give that all away because you know you have an estate you want to keep making money for your family but I don't know just like here's literally everything I've done in my acting career every single thing good or bad here's but all of it just the, so the actors don't have the right to those things the companies that made them have the rights to distribute them well, then they need better agents. That's what I'm <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure they um, okay, but so not, have contracts where like, they get okay, residuals. So not movies, movies, but like commercials, small things that like... Well, whoever made the commercial have, has the rights to it. Right, but if those if those rights lapse or, or and you can just like buy the ownership or whatever, or like things like that, just small things. Well, no matter DiCaprio passes, we'll see if there is any embarrassing commercials he's bought the rights off to and stored away in his vault. We'll keep our fingers crossed. But, you know, like production, like, you know, like movies have like production diaries and things like that, right? So, like, there's got to be something of someone keeping like home movies, things like that, just like small things, like the behind the scenes kind of stuff that I got to imagine tons of family members have of these people when they were younger or they were home trying movies. to make it, things like that. Like, release the home movies. Yeah. I mean, again, good or bad, they, they just show another side of this person or another part of this person's like upbringing, things like that. Also, apparently Disney Plus does audio commentaries, and that's the of next... everything? 
No, not everything, but they were hyping up the, I think, Force, uh, the last, they were hyping up Last Jedi before Rise of the Skywalker was coming out. Gotcha. They were like, watch it on Disney Plus. It has deleted scenes and director commentary. And I'm like, that's what Netflix needs. Netflix needs to add commentaries to stuff. That would be the, like, honestly, if you really want to kill home media, which they don't want to do because they also run home media because they still have some of their shows on DVD. But if you have like commentaries, deleted scenes, extra stuff like that on your streaming content, I'm in. Where's the Martin Scorsese Irishman commentary track? No, no, I don't care about that. But like, I mean, I like watching like American Dad and Family Guy. They, every episode, like Simpsons, every episode has a commentary on it. That's awesome. It's it's a good insight if you like behind the scenes stuff on like what this joke means and what this was referencing, things like that. Like it just it boggles my mind that that doesn't exist like it's just not out there but i don't think a lot of people still do it i don't know um but that's what i would like netflix to do in the next 10 years is start offering audio commentaries on their content dear mr netflix i I will write them a strongly worded email and request this anyway what did you think of apollo apollo i stick by my opinion at the beginning that it's Okay, but not the best of 30 Rock. Mm, well, I disagree. <laughs> Hard disagree. No, no, that's fair. Um, I can see why this this wouldn't be someone's favorite episode, or you just see it as like a meh episode. That's fair. Everyone's entitled to their wrong opinion. Yes, your wrong opinion. Uh, all right, well, so as always, thanks for listening to Go To There. Uh, if you'd like to stay tuned, we are going to dip into our best of the decade uh, TV shows um, for the end of the year since 2019 is coming to the end and the decade is coming to an end. We're going to just look back on a few shows that we all found. We all, we all, sound all, like more all than, of us, all, 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 two, of all us. two of us uh, found as standout shows. Um, so if you'd like to, please stay tuned. Otherwise, rating and reviewing and all that fun stuff is the best way to help us out. So you can do all of that. Uh, and if you don't stay tuned and you just want to jump to the next go to there, we will see you next week for episode 53, season three, episode 17, Cutbacks. See you next year. David, take us out. See you next year. this horseville because i am surrounded by naysayers wordplay that is solid